the AWS for Software Companies podcast, episode 14, Creating a Culture of Enablement for Data, featuring Juan Cicada, Principal Scientist and Head of AI Lab at Data.World. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS for Software Companies podcast, where we speak to software leaders around the world about their journeys to the cloud, overcoming obstacles, and the role that Amazon Web Services play in their success. Today, we hear from Juan Cicada, Principal Scientist and Head of AI Lab at Data.World, who share some best practices and use cases from organizations that have created cultures of enablement around data quality and behaviors. Good afternoon, everybody. So my name is Juan Cicada. I'm the, I'm the Principal Scientist at Data.World and the, I'm the head of our AI lab. Data.World, we're an enterprise data catalog, and we are built oh, everything on AWS. I mean, we could not exist if it weren't for AWS, so actually, AWS, thank you for everything you let us do. We are a native cloud SaaS uh, data catalog, uh, fully as mentioned on AWS, and our goal is to be able to help organize uh, your organization's uh, data and all your metadata around that. Data discovery, data lineage—that's our bread and butter. So at Data World, we are we are a data catalog which are powered by a knowledge graph, and I think this is a very big differentiator. What I want everybody to to pay attention to is because at this stage right now, we are in this kind of foundational, we're talking about AI. The foundations of, of AI are about to be able to, we all know, the garbage in, garbage out, right? Uh, and now with GPT-3 and all these things, it is really, really important for us to think about how is our foundation of data and knowledge bringing together. And for us, it's always been knowledge graphs. It's the way how we're going to be able to integrate data and knowledge, which happens to be in the form of a graph and integrate things. Metadata is really, I consider it a graph problem because it's all about understanding where things come from, different sources, being able to connect it together, create relationships. And it's not just about understanding the metadata about tables and columns and dashboards, but it's about understanding the people and the processes and all kind of create a map around your organization. And what we realize is that this is a connected map and that's how we should go manage things. And this knowledge graph provides really the context the context around what your business means. So when we're seeing now all the AI and GPT-3 and all these large language models coming around, they need this context database, and that's what uh, knowledge graphs provide. So uh, at Data.World, we are also very proud. Uh, we're a B corporation, so that means that I like to say that we're like a C corp, but with the soul. Uh, our goals are obviously to maximize shareholder value, but we also, as a B corporation, we want to be the world's most kind of abundant data resource that help organize information. And we advocate for open data and linked data standards and want to be an archive for the world's data. So we have around uh, 2 million users uh, in our open data catalog. I, th I think probably, I think 40% of the Fortune uh, 500 are just kind of normal data.world users in the open community. We have over, I think, half a million data sets. So anybody can open up an account in data.world and can contribute in the open data. Um, and then, yes, we're leaders in the DeForester and the Gartner Wave and all that stuff. But uh, also one of the things, talk about podcasts, uh, my T-shirt says here, honest, no BS. I'm the, we have a, the cataloging cocktails is our 
uh, Honest No BS Non-Salesy podcast. We've been doing it for almost three years now. So I, I would like to say, like, I don't have time to waste on drama. Let's go talk the real thing. So with that, kind of an intro, I want to talk about a customer use case that we're doing. And actually, time for me, I want to talk about another one. So in this case, uh, OneWeb is one of our customers. They're a telecommunication cust uh, customer in the, in the UK. They're a really, really cool company. They are building their own rockets and sending satellites to space. And their technology is about having satellites that are closer to space so to be able to provide connectivity around the world. Uh, and they're launching a satellite every month. And what happens is when they launch that satellite, it literally just goes out to space and it starts sending data back to Earth. And that data needs to be managed. That data needs to be well governed. And they manage it because they want to do analytics around these things. So their, their challenge right now is that they are generating, they're sending a satellite every month to space. And you imagine the amount of data that's being generated. And that's being sent down immediately down to Earth. It lands in, in their data lake. And they need to start cataloging this. Now, one of the things that I noted, the culture of enablement. So I think traditionally when we think about governance, we think about it as that compliance, like, hey, slow down, right? Can we? So I like the, the analogy is it's like brakes in a car. You think about governance as, why do we have brakes in a car? To slow us down. Yeah, we need to be able to kind of deal with all the compliance and all the protective stuff. But we also have brakes in a car to enable us to drive fast safely. And that's the whole, let's be offensive. Let's go do empower people, empower organizations to do great things with data. So it's like, make sure we do, make sure bad things don't happen. But we also need to make sure that good things do happen. And I think if we, if we look at uh, the governance world, and I mean, let's be very honest, 10 plus years ago comes from the finance and all the 2008 regulations and all that stuff, BCBS 239, all that stuff. It was all about just compliance and protect, make sure nothing happens. If you really want to protect your data, make sure nothing bad happens to it, guess what? Just tie it and make sure nobody uses it. Done. You're protected. But then you're not doing anything really interesting with it. So what we want, what OneWeb wants is to be able there, and this is a culture for them, is that they want to empower the organization with data. So they're managing their brakes in the car to slow you down, make sure bad things don't happen, but to enable people to go do this. And I think our philosophy at data.world is about having an agile data governance. So you want to be able to say your data governance is connected to the business goals that you have. And it's something that is not boil the ocean, let's go a top-down approach to go implement all the policies. like, what do we need? What are, what are our top-level objectives? Let's go make sure that whatever policies are being defined enable us to achieve those top-level objectives. And we iterate, right? Being agile, let's go push things out and see if this is working. Let's go, let's go monitor. Let's go have metrics around these things. So these were the main challenges, right? Managing the data, cataloging it, and make sure people can actually go use it, go find it, and discover it. So our solution with data.world enables this. I'm at the bottom. You can see OneWeb's stack they bring together. They're not able to go find their data. So immediately when satellites go off to space, data comes out every month, it lands on the data lake. Minutes later, any person at OneWeb can go through data.world and go search and find the new data sets that are being generated. Now, they do things for their own internal analytics, right? Everybody's saying SageMaker, so I have to say it too. Of course, they're using SageMaker to be able to kind of bring in, doing analysis on it, to do a lot of root cause analysis because they say, hey, things happen. Things that they have, there's issues that happen, they need to go track what these issues are. So they use SageMaker a lot to be able to kind of identify trends. I mean, doing a lot of the AI analytics around that stuff. That's the traditional thing that you would expect. Now, what I really love about OneWeb is that they're really taking it to the next level. And this, what happened was, long story short, 
they sold two tables for over seven figures. How did that happen? This was not the plan. They did not have a plan to monetize data. But because you empowered your analysts, you empowered the folks in the company, they realized, hey, we're kind of sitting on a gold mine here. And then we have all these data marketplaces going around. It kind of took very quickly people to realize we can start selling this. And they actually did this without having any plans. By the end of next year, they are, they're monetizing the data and they're play, paying for all of their data infrastructure. This was not their plan originally. So that's the message that I want you to do. If you empower your users, you really empower your community to, to make use of data, to make sure good things happen, you end up monetizing your data. And that's not, again, that wasn't one of the plans. One of the things talking about this community, a company called Prologis. They're um, a logistics, kind of real estate logistics. If you buy anything on Amazon, probably 80% of the chance it goes through a Prologis warehouse. Uh, they, another topic is about quality, right? I mean, we want to have for AI, we want to have top high quality data. Long story short, they realized that quality is something they need to go improve. And what they did was something pretty crazy. They said 20% of everybody's bonus in the company is tied to our metrics of data quality. You are boots on the ground with the clipboard at a warehouse. 20% of the money they put in your pocket is tied to the data quality. They're, and why did they do this? Because they identified very clear business use cases where they're leaving money on the table, where they're losing money. For example, what is the height of a building? What happens if I have the wrong height? If I have the wrong height, maybe I'm sold more space that I don't have and I have stuff coming in kind of screwed. Or I'm like, there's space left over. I could have sold more storage space and have it, right? So they identified a bunch of these issues. And what they did was they focused last year, all 2022, was, was improving these quality metrics. And yes, they improved. They made more money for these different segments that they identified. But their goal wasn't just to make more money on those five, six different use cases that they were identifying. It was to generate a cultural change. It was about behaviors. And I think that's the point. So they're, you, they're cataloging all their data and all their knowledge around what are, the, what are the, 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 the heights of a warehouse? And they know, well, the height of a warehouse has to be a number, right? Can't be empty, can't be null. It has to be between 20 and 50 feet. Oh, by the way, uh, if you have uh, buildings that were built before the 90s, it's up to 40 feet because there was a regulation change that happened. They kept track of all that. These are the rules that they were doing. They, and they did it for a purpose because they identified where they're leaving money on the table, where they can make money. And at the end, it's a cultural change. Now people actually care about it. They understand why they need to go do that. So these two stories, what I really want to go tie here together, it's about culture. It's about the change. Change management is hard. And think about governance. We're talking about governance and any of the, the, the tech that you want to go use. Brakes on a car. Yes, we need to make sure we go slow down, but we want to use brakes on a car so I can drive fast safely. And with that, thank you very much. Thanks again for listening to the AWS for Software Companies podcast. For more conversations with global software leaders, subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app of choice. And please feel free to share these episodes on LinkedIn or other social media. Thanks again for listening.